0: welcome back to the prophetic collective a podcast that is all about living a prophetic life wherever god has placed you thanks for joining us on our brand new spiritual practices collection where we as a prophetic community learn about a number of ancient spiritual practices that will deepen your intimacy with jesus Thanks to everyone who has rated and reviewed this podcast. It helps us to reach more people and equip them to live life confidently, hearing God's voice for themselves in their ordinary, everyday lives. Make sure you share these episodes on social media using the hashtag prophetic collective and tagging at Stacey Hillier so we can connect in prophetic community. Enjoy today's episode of the Prophetic Collective. Hello, podcast friends and listeners. Today, we are here in our final episode of our Spiritual Practices Collection. Before we move next week onto our focus on dreams which is going to be epic it's one of my favorite topics to teach on but today we're talking about imagination practices as a way to encounter God but before we get into it thank you so much for coming on this journey of this podcast it means so much to me that you give your time and your heart to what we are learning here and when I hear about how you've applied it it honestly makes me feel so fulfilled and like it's what I was born for. So thank you so much for sharing. I cannot overstate how much that means to me. Today, we talk about a topic that I think the church actually lives afraid of. That's our imagination. Why is that? Well, as I reflect on this, as I've thought about it, prayed about it in the last couple of years, I think because for too long, our imaginations have led Christians down paths that have led to sexual destruction relational heartache, and addictions to sin patterns. But I want to suggest to you today that even if that's been your experience, that the non-use of our imagination is not the solution. The solution is the correct and redeemed use of our imagination. And why is using or accessing our imagination that God has given us so important for prophetic people? Well, these practices, particularly the ones I'm speaking about today, are not about speaking for God to others, but simply you and I being with Jesus. And this is so important because we are filling up our wells as people, prophetic people are often pouring out. There can be times where we feel like a vending machine, hey? Uh, I need a word. Have you got a word for me? What is God saying about this? What do you think God's saying to the church? It can be a lot. And so we need to be intentionally filling up our own wells. And for prophetic people, the imagination is actually so important. The purity of the imagination is so important. And our redeemed and sanctified imaginations are a vehicle for transformation. And the prophetic is about life transformation. I love how Teresa Deadman puts it. She says, it is time to awaken our spirits to the reality that the good news of the kingdom of God is waiting to be released through our imaginations as the Holy Spirit leads us. Can I just break something off you today? Your imagination is not scary and evil and you don't have to avoid using it. You are in intimate relationship with the creator of the universe who wants to use your imagination as the womb of his dreams for your life. Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. We actually need the whole body of Christ, to realize that there is so much dormant potential within us that is going to waste in the unused imaginations of believers. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know, the life of King David shows us that using the imagination can transform the world, literally. You know, when David was alone, his imagination helped him to write songs, which are our psalms today, life-changing psalms. Now, he uses poetic, imaginative language to express the voice of the heart. And many of us use his Psalms today to help us connect with God. You know, God imagined the world before it was spoken into being. In fact, God imagined you before you were born. God imagined you before he knit you together in your mother's womb. Jeremiah 1 says that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How did God know us before we were any substance or any form? in his imagination, in his heart and in his mind. And this applies to you too. Let's think for a moment what God could do when his kids use their imaginations to envision what is on his heart. When we dream and imagine the possibilities for his bride, for his church, for our world, for our communities, our families, our husbands, wives, children, the world around us, What happens when the Holy Spirit partners with our imagination? The adventure of a lifetime begins. And for seer Prophets, this will absolutely be your jam. Trust me on this. You are about to go deep, far and wide. But I need to ask you today, do you have an appetite for this? Or are you fearful about your imagination? Because our fear can often block our experiences and I don't want that for anybody today. So why don't we just pause for a moment and just say, I break my agreement with fear Around my imagination. And I trust you, Holy Spirit, that you will not lead me anywhere that is not holy. Just say that out loud until you feel something shift. So, one of the imagination practices that we've actually already learned together is Ignatian meditation. And in this practice, we know we use our imaginations. We ask questions like What can I see? What can I taste? What can I smell? What can I hear? Where am I in the story? What would Jesus say to me? And these traditions go way, 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 way way back. They are not new. And let me say once again, this is not new age. This is Bible. And it's so fun to rediscover these practices. You know, we live in a very visual culture. We feed our imaginations with vivid images and memories all day long. And we can cultivate our imaginations through guided meditations, visualization exercises, even daydreams. Think about the professional world for a moment or at least the sporting field. Sports psychologists use the imagination to train athletes to win. The more they visualize a positive outcome, the more likely it is to occur and they spend thousands of dollars and hours as part of their training regime that's as important as anything they do physically, visualizing a positive outcome in their imagination Teresa A. Blythe explains that envisioning positive outcomes in our spiritual life actually prepares us to seek and receive blessing. But a disclaimer here, imaginative prayer or imaginative practices are not about visualizing your wishes or manifesting anything. That is completely new age. I am not about it. I cannot emphasize that enough. Don't believe the lie that these spiritual practices are new age. They are Bible. This is about doing what Psalm 37, verse 4 talks about delighting in God first and foremost, delighting in His Word. And then as we come into alignment with God's desires, we trust that God fulfills our own deepest desires. It's awesome. And we've already looked together at using our imaginations to place us in a situation with Christ or the Gospels. Today, we're going to do that with a psalm. Rather than just teach you the steps, I'm actually going to take you through it using Psalm 23, I'm going to lead you. And I actually believe that you are going to have a visionary or imagination encounter as we do so. So let's just start by taking a few deep breaths, slowing your breathing down intentionally. Notice anywhere in your body where you feel any tension and simply release it. Psalm 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I want you to use your redeemed imagination to see yourself lying down in green pastures. Take a moment to feel the soft grass beneath you. What can you smell? What do you feel? After resting, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. What do the still waters look like? What do they sound like? Do you want to dip your toe in? Take a drink? Allow your soul to be restored. Leaving behind the green pasture, the still waters, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Where is he leading you now? What does a path look like? What is around the path? Is he leading you slowly and steadily or moving at a pace? If you're carrying a backpack, release it. Walk freely and unhindered. The scenery is changing now, but even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. As you walk through this dark valley now, how is Jesus shepherding you? How is He comforting you? Notice that you feel no fear because He is right there with you. Coming out of the dark valley, There is a meal prepared for us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Take your seat at the banquet table. What kind of food is there at the table? Is there anybody else eating with you? Where is Jesus sitting? Who are the enemies? Not at the table, but in the back of the room. Who else is there? You've eaten your fill. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Can you smell the anointing oil of Jesus dripping down your head? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As you come out of this imagination, visionary encounter now, can you see goodness and mercy following along behind you? What does that feel like? What does mercy and goodness look like for you today? What would it look like for you to dwell in the house of the Lord forever? Okay, coming out of that imagination, visionary encounter now from the Psalms. And normally I would take more time with that. Why don't you spend a moment journaling what the Lord showed you? This is using our redeemed imagination to experience God's presence and to experience scripture. Isn't it awesome? Well, Psalm 23 is one I often use if I'm tired and I need refreshing. I simply read the Psalm, then I find a comfortable position. I put some music on. I lay down and I let the Holy Spirit lead me where he needs me. And I often have very different encounters actually. But right now I'm going to be quite vulnerable and describe to you another few of my regular vision and imagination practices that I return to often. You know, I've asked in this podcast before, do you know what Jesus nickname is for you? Well, mine is Freedom Fighter. And when you're a person who loves to uh, go to spiritual warfare for the freedom of your own family, for yourself and for others, and when you frame up the way you teach and you worship, lead, and all the things that I have the privilege of doing are all about bringing people to a greater awareness of their freedom in Christ. One of the things that can happen is that you can actually get injured sometimes in the spiritual realm. In the natural realm too, but in the physical, the spiritual realm particularly. And so I have a practice that is called the green meadow. And this is where I don't actually get past. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. So if I can feel that I'm weary or I'm injured from battle, freedom fighter, I come and I lay in that green meadow. And as I'm there, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, uh, sometimes the throne will be there. And I know God's on his throne, but I can't see him. He's too holy. (laughs) Sometimes a lion is there representing the lion of the tribe of Judah. And Jesus will minister to my wounds. Sometimes he will pull arrows out of my back that I didn't even know were there. Sometimes he will heal me of abrasions. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will blow across wounds and they'll be healed. Sometimes they bandage me up. All kinds of different things happen. But this is like my hospital. This is where Freedom Fighter goes to be healed. And sometimes I don't even know or I'm not even aware of a place I've been injured, but the Holy Spirit will show me. And sure enough, it proves to be correct in terms of I'll find out a little bit later that someone said something or someone's misunderstood something or there's been a conversation or whatever's happened. You know, there's been times I haven't known there's been things in my back. And in this imagination practice, he shows me and he shows me the source of them. There was another time when someone I greatly respect said something very careless to me and my goodness, it hurt. But I thought the injury was in my heart. But then as I went to this meadow, he showed me it was like a spear in my side and he removed it. And he healed me from it. He was like, no, that hasn't gotten to your heart. It's injuring you here. So that's a regular imagination practice for me when I know I feel a bit wounded. Another one is the promise room. Oh, my goodness, this vision was so cool. So I was just spending time with the Lord one day. I'd been meditating on scripture. I was laying on the floor with some music on in the dark. And just was like, Holy Spirit, take me where you want to take me. And all of a sudden, I knew I was in heaven and I am walking in this uh, direction towards this incredible archway that looks like a rainbow and it was so bright and so vivid so it was like the archway entrance to a room or a realm where the arch was a rainbow but as I got closer it was also gold I mean it was epic I cannot describe with human words what I could see and I could smell coming out of that room the only way I can describe it is like when I was a kid I had this little doll called strawberry shortcake and if you squeezed her her breath smelled sweet well this room smelt like that And so as I walked towards the room, the smell became more vivid. I stood at the archway, this rainbow golden glowing place, and I could see this fully white room. But all over the floor in the room were like typed out strings of words. And so I went into the room and as I'm there, I'm looking at these words on the floor. I'm like, what is this? And the Lord says to me, these are promises and prophetic words that have been spoken over your life that you've let fall to the ground. This is your promise room. These are my intended promises for you. And I'm looking at these words going, well, what do I do with them? And he says, pick them up and eat them. And so I pick up a word off the floor and it becomes like this string of words that I can read. I start to read these prophetic words that have been spoken over me years before that I completely forgotten about. And he says, eat them. So I start eating them and they taste so good. But instead of going to my stomach, they go to my heart. So I'm eating these prophetic words. They go into my heart. And then he says, now out of the overflow, the mouth shall speak. So I begin to declare with my mouth the prophetic words spoken over me. And as I begin to declare what I've eaten into my heart out of my mouth, I see the framework of a building going up. It's like the wooden structure, the framing of a house is being put up. And I can see that the more times I repeat what I've eaten and spoken out of the overflow of my heart, the more of the framework that goes up. What the Lord was teaching me was as I pick up those promises and I declare them, the more I declare them, the more it frames up in reality. And the bigger the promise, the more I have to declare it before it comes to pass, So with our prophetic words, he was teaching me to 1 Timothy 118, to war with the prophetic words previously made about me, and he was doing it through a vision. And what was very sobering about that was how many words I had let fall to the ground, promises he had for me that I'd done nothing with. So I will often go back to that place in a visionary encounter and say, what am I picking up today? What is it time to declare again today? And I'll literally pick up a string of words off the floor and he will take me back to something I've forgotten about and I will eat it down into my heart, declare it out of my mouth and I know it's starting to frame up in my life. I mean, it could only be God. It's so cool. Another regular one I have is called The Beanstalk. It's what I call The Beanstalk. I'm going to write these in a book one day. Well, maybe they're secrets from God. We'll see. But I'm sharing just a few of many, many, many I've had with God today. In the Beanstalk one, I often sit on the edge of a cliff with Jesus and we're suspended between heaven and earth. And so up above, I can see heaven and down below, I see the earth. And then we're sitting on this cliff in between and I rest there with him and he puts his life and his energy into me as we just hold hands and sit there and then This beanstalk grows up from the earth all the way up to heaven where there's like this hole, this portal. And he will tell me to get on the beanstalk, to climb up, poke my head into heaven and show me something and he'll show me something new in heaven, what's happening there. And then he'll say to me, now climb back down the beanstalk and declare it on earth. And so this is uh, often an imagination practice I do before I go and minister at a church. Like show me what you're seeing over this church, over this region, over these pastors, over these people. Share secrets with me about what you're doing in the earth right now so that then before I come down the beanstalk and onto earth, I know what it is he wants me to declare and I've seen things from his perspective. So that one's the beanstalk and I go there often. So that's vulnerable, people. I've just shared with you a few of my visionary imagination practices, but I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust where he's leading me. And the great thing is that, After each time I've had a vision, if I don't abort it too early by thinking, is this theologically sound? When I write it down later and process it, it's drenched in scripture because the Holy Spirit's not going to lead me somewhere that's not scriptural. And so I trust him in that. Um, And I just want to encourage you. You can do the same thing. I'm not special. I just have the same Holy Spirit as you and I'm open and I trust him. So to finish today's podcast and to finish this collection, I actually want to pray for you for healing of your imagination and for new experiences of intimacy with Jesus because this is all about you and Jesus, not anyone else, you and Jesus. So why don't you just open your hands as I pray for you. I thank you, God, that we are created in your image. I thank you that we are being led into Christ-likeness by the Holy Spirit. I thank you that when we stay in step with the Holy Spirit, We cannot be led to any places that are not holy or do not please you. So we trust you to lead our imaginations to places of rich encounter, vision and intimacy. We ask you to show us secret places and secret things in our times with you. Guard our minds in Christ Jesus. Let this time be only about you and me. You and the listener and nobody else. Thank you that you created color, form and image. You did not make the world one dimensional black and white. For our delight, for our joy, you colored the world. You gave it shape, form, shadow, light, sound, smell. We want to experience it all. I believe you want to use these things in our hearts and lives and our spiritual formation. Would you do that in powerful ways for us? We thank you for what you have done, for what you are going to do. I thank you that every listener is going to increase in their encounters and their visions with you and they will be drenched in the Holy Spirit. There will be healing in these encounters. I have been healed in encounters with you. Let that be the testimony of people. And I give you all the praise and the honour and the glory for you are not a boring God. You are a joyous, loving, good Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, that is a wrap on our Spiritual Practices Collection and I would love to hear from you. I'd be so grateful if you shared this podcast with a friend or two. But most of all, hear this. I love you and I'm praying for you and I'm praying over these podcasts. This is for you. So be blessed today, my friend, and I'll talk to you next week when we discover all things dreams later. Did you know that Stacey also has a guided prayer podcast? Contemplative prayer is a rich, deep and rewarding way to encounter Jesus and the scriptures. With instrumental scores written to empower your encounters with Jesus, these prayers are a chance to be still and to step out of the hustle of today's fast-paced world. Available wherever you get your podcasts by searching Guided Prayers with Stacey Hillier.